0: Please help me welcome J. Lauren Norris. Maybe you've heard the phrase, maybe you've even seen it in action, the alpha dog. The alpha dog. Usually it's the biggest, strongest, boldest, usually male of a bunch of dogs. Especially if they're strays and there's no real genetic leadership, meaning this is the big brother or this is the father, the patriarch of the pack. No, it's usually the one who's the toughest, the meanest, the most aggressive becomes the alpha. Sometimes, though, the alpha is all about personality. It's not even about the dog breed. It's not about male or female. And believe it or not, it's not even about the biggest. No, I've seen little female chihuahuas rule the roost with a bunch of other dogs who are three times her size and will still hide and cower in the corner when she gets an attitude. That's leadership. May not be the kind of leadership you want to be around, it may not be the style of leadership you're used to, but it's leadership. Leadership is natural. Leadership happens all throughout nature. Birds do it, wolves do it, cats do it, house domesticated dogs do it. Leadership is natural. Humanity, on the other hand, on the other hand, that, that's a little bit different. That's what I want to talk about. On leading leaders, subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders podcast, and it strikes me that we live in an evolved society. That, um, and I use the term "evolved" in a almost a tongue-in-cheek. I mean, it almost deserves air quotes. Evolved. We have seen a rapid change. An escalated speed of change exponentially faster, probably in the last decade than any other time in my life. And I've only been on the earth just over five decades. But I can tell you that we've seen more change in the last three to five years socially, culturally, politically, financially, economically, and those are two different things. Uh, in genetically, the way that humans have been engineered in their genes their genes being manipulated and augmented, in reality, which is now augmented or virtual. You don't even have to accept reality as it is. You can kind of make up your own. Which leads some of us to wonder, are we living in an augmented, virtual, made-up reality to begin with? Like The Matrix, like a video game. Are we actually creating a metaverse when we already live in a metaverse? We're not sure we know the answer to that question. There are a whole lot of people who have been asking that question at the highest levels. Listen to some of them, like Tyson and Musk and others who are some of the most brilliant minds alive today, and you get some really unusual answers. The one thing that is not in question, though, is whether or not leadership permeates every one of those structures, realities, Or virtual realities? And the answer is yes. Because leadership is a series of influences intended to direct the outcome. As John Maxwell, my mentor, says, leadership, it's influence. Nothing more and nothing less. Now, the questions come into mind when we ask, who is doing the influencing? What is the intended goal of the influence? What would the outcome be? Of said influence when it catches on. Been recently listening to a business advisor by the name of Brandon Dawson. Brandon Dawson has what he calls the four M's. He said, You got to model, then you got to mimic, then you got to master, then you got to multiply. That's leadership. You've got to demonstrate how things should be properly done. Then the people that you model that for have to begin to mimic it, meaning that they're Kind of falling in line with it, they're moving in the same direction with you, and then they have to master it. You've got to be able to step back and see that even without your modeling, they can mimic to the point of demonstrating themselves that they get it, and then they can multiply, because now all of the people that you've led in that way through your influence, they can do the same thing. Well, again, birds do it. you ever studied or watched just a flock of geese fly overhead when they're flying south for the winter? or flying back to the north after the winter is over, you'll see one goose at the front head of the flying V. That one goose is working harder than anybody else in the flock because they're the leader. They're fighting the wind. They're changing the direction. They're following the course as the air changes temperature and they rise and fall as they follow the natural GPS that is born in them. They're guiding this entire group of geese, but they only fly in that position for a moment. And then they'll fall back and someone else will take that position and take on the amount of work and effort it takes to to break through the air and create a draft for the other geese to fly in where they're not as tired. And where does that goose go that took that lead position and went to rest? They go to the very back of the line to the very end of the line where the aerodynamics make it easier for them to fly and they can kind of draft like a NASCAR into the back line. That's leadership. That's leadership in nature. That's the natural effect of the world in the relationship of reality implied on leadership and leadership running right back against it. Model it. Get out front. Do the thing. Mimic it. The next person, the next goose is saying, oh, that's how that works. Great, let me step into that role. And now they're going to demonstrate that they've mastered it. And now they're going to multiply and everybody else is going to do the same thing. See, it doesn't seem hard to realize that in nature, leadership is natural. It permeates everything. Every living organism, every living creature has a leadership structure within it. Now, some of them don't work as well. There are species that eat each other when they don't submit to leadership. When they don't comply, they get devoured by the team, by the crew. But see, humanity is a little bit different. Because humanity isn't just about leadership as a whole function of humanity. It's about the humanness in the leadership. There's a requirement to be a good leader as a human that you... That you have humanness in you. That you have humanity in you. I want to to share a, a little brief piece. This is from my 1939 Webster's Dictionary. Under humanity it says, Humanity, humanities, mankind, the quality of kindness and sympathy, quality of being human, human attributes, learning or literature, studying, having to do with human culture, to humanize, to make or render human, to civilize or to soften. Now, I looked up that same word today on my phone, and that, that um, that's a little, I have to say, disturbing, to be honest with you, because the first thing you see is that there are pictures there that are obviously not human. I mean the first one the first one's a real human. The the next one is well, it looks like it could be an animated version of an avatar of a person, but it's not really a human. And the next one is actually a, a cyborg. Um but it says definition of humanity. Oh look, it wouldn't pronounce it that time. How weird. No. Look, it won't let me do that while I'm online. How bizarre! I'm live, and so it won't play the name. It won't play the word. Humanity. To... Oh, look there! Now it did. Humanity. Humanity. Doesn't sound like it though. Humanity sounds like a robot. Um, the human race, the human beings collectively, and ironically, immediately under that, it says, "quote appalling crimes against humanity." definition of humanity, appalling crimes against humanity, It's, it's really bizarre to me that we can't define humanity without crimes, even though the original definition, well, at least close to 100 years ago, was more about the kindness and compassion of humanity. See, I'm a little bit concerned as we move forward in this evolution, if you will, of society. That what we see in nature as representative in the geese taking care of each other as a tired leader steps to the back to be re-energized, rested, and another one takes on the labor of leadership. That this is a, a synergistic move. This is a compassionate move. This is a move of wisdom that says, you can't do it all on your own, so let us take care of you. It doesn't necessarily change the hierarchy or the structure or the organization chart, but it does mean that, well, for lack of a better definition, humanity has stepped in the care and the compassion, the concern for each other. Wolves do it when they feed their younger than eating their young. Cats do it. I recently learned of a, a guy who is a he raises cattle, and he told me from time to time they'll buy a an old. Pasture cow. He talked about his Jersey cow. And he said she will have a calf. And right after she has a calf, they'll start feeding that calf from her milk. And when they realize that she's ready to feed that calf, they will often bring in other calves that are not her calf. And at first, she will kick them in the head when they try to nurse. And so they bind up the mother by putting her in a feed chute, and while she's eating, she can only kick backwards, but she won't kick backwards, she only kicks sideways. And so, they will introduce her offspring to nurse from the side, and she'll allow that. And then, they'll introduce other calves to nurse from behind, where she can't kick them, and eventually, she'll give in and she will feed. The calves are not her own. Well, humanity kind of does that, right? Is that a leadership skill? Or is that just the nature of being a kind human? Oh, I, I promise I'm, I'm going somewhere with this because we are now beginning to see AI and other evolved structures begin to take over roles of influence in the lives of humans. What is leadership again? Oh, that's right, it's influence. Nothing more and nothing less. Let me just tell you something. If you're writing term papers using AI, if you're writing doctoral dissertations about psychology and the evolution of humanity, whether it's sexuality, relational experiences, the way culture should be defined, the way history has been defined, Geopolitical strategies, world finance strategies, energy uses and consumptions. If AI is writing that and not humans, you will very soon find yourself led by the documents that were not conceived by humans to begin with. Influence. Leadership is influence, nothing more and nothing less. But the more we rely on technologies to determine our decisions, the more we rely on the algorithms and the artificial intelligence to discern where we go next as a race of humans, the human being collectively. The more we rely on the digital assets to determine that, the less humanity will be in that decision. Maybe you hadn't thought about it that far. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you think. Maybe your, your thinking stops at, well, all the AI is controlled by humans anyway, right? Not the case. Do a little more homework. Do a little more research. And you realize that part of the value of AI is that it learns faster than humans. It also learns beyond what you can conceive in a coffee shop, what you might sit around with some buddies in a mastermind group or on a fishing trip or around a beer in a fire pit. AI is learning constantly from more people than you've ever met in your life, from more people than you'll ever read about in your life. And it's getting opinions, and it's gathering data, and it's making decisions. And it doesn't hold on to these hundred-year-old books and go back to this data as a point of reference of what's right or wrong or moral values. It, it, it doesn't care. It changes them as it sees fit. And if we as humans find ourselves surrendering to the leadership influence of digital masters, the humanity of leadership will be gone. Now, I can also tell you, it's not just the digital masters. There are, there are leaders who today are more driven by their clout, more driven by their financial, with, their financial standing, more driven by what they come home with at the end of the day, the power, the influence, the wealth, than they are the people that they have to deal with. I was listening to Gary Vaynerchuk just this morning. He talked about how he was driving cross-country, well, not all the way across country but driving to a location to close the deal. In his own words, it was worth $5 million when he got a call from somebody on his team who was really upset about something and really wanted to bend his ear about it. Now, a lot of people would have said, let HR handle that. Let, let my staffing person handle that. Hand that off to somebody else. I've got a $5 million deal to close. By Gary's own words, he stopped what he was doing, didn't make the meeting for the $5 million, went to the location where the individual was who was so upset with him, and they sat down face-to-face and they talked it out. And in his words, he said, you as a leader are responsible for your team. Culture isn't about having a foosball table. Culture is about having one-on-one relationships with the people you lead knowing what their wants and their desires are, and knowing that the 27-year-old is going to have different desires at 31, and the 31-year-old is going to have different desires at 34. Maybe you've actually seen this video on social media. I want you to consider, though, just how real it is to be a human in relationship with other humans. So that empathy is not just a notion that we ask, well, can AI actually empathize? But it's actually a practice of your daily leadership to stop what you're doing and stop asking the questions about the bottom line and the marketing projects and the new things that you've got to get done and ask yourself, how does that person on my team feel today? And I'm not saying we should be driven by our feelings, but I am saying one of the greatest assets of being a human is the ability to humanize, to have relationship with other humans on a human basis. Your best computer can't do that. The best algorithm can't do that. That's on you. And as a leader watching this podcast, listening to this podcast, I want to challenge you. Have you become so automated in your daily business life that every contact with a customer is automated? Every contact with a database, with your customer service, with your product delivery, well, it's automated. Sure, automation is good in that it speeds up time and shortens the the cycle, but does it lose its humanness? You'll have to decide that. If you've automated your onboarding and your testing and your aptitude evaluations of your employees before they become a part of your team, have you lost the human touch in doing that? I'm not judging. I'm just asking. Because nobody will know the answer to that question but you. If you're the leader of an organization and you're allowing other people and automated systems to determine the level of connection that you have with the other humans in your team, it's my opinion that you're remiss as a leader. Leadership is influence, nothing more and nothing less. But don't let the people that you lead, the people that you're responsible to, be influenced by some outside sources digital, or otherwise, that don't have their humanity as a top priority. That's on you. You're the leader. They're trusting you to do that for their best interest. And I'm challenging you to do the same thing. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. For our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom,
1: Kim Jay oh Lawrence God story power Masterclass. Yeah, I, it was amazing. Um, I took away so much information. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed being formally trained in media many, many years ago is the call to action. I will use that with every speaking engagement. And I'm so grateful that Lauren just um, spoke truth into his teachings. And he is a true professional. And I know this might sound weird, but I've been taking certifications in different classes over the years and Lauren is not boring. I can't even believe I got here at 9 and then The class went by so fast that I was like, it's time to go already. And I was shocked that it was time to go already. So it's an awesome class. You're going to enjoy it, I promise. Lauren is a master teacher on storytelling. And I learned so much. Um, I'm really going to have to sit down and go back through everything. And I think I might have to have some more coffees with Lauren. But uh, it was totally
0: worth my time.